السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن احتدى بهجه واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإن امرأة خافت من بعلها نشوزا أو إعراضا فلا جناها عليهما أن يصلح بينهما والصلح خير وأحضرت الأنفس الشح وإن تحسنوا وتتقوا فإن الله كان بما تعملون خبيرا صدق الله العظيم Respected, honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers, mothers and sisters, and those that are listening over the receivers, to tie up the discussion from where we left off in my last Jumu'ah, Islam by its very nature and temperament advocates and promotes peace and reconciliation between husband and wife, employer, employee, ruler and subject. Allah wa ta'ala in the most emphatic way in Quran makes mention that if the enemy at any stage inclined towards peace that O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you also should incline towards peace. And if you fear that they perhaps may deceive you under the pretext of peace, then do not fear, put your complete trust and reliance on the Almighty Allah, and Allah will be sufficient for you. The Rabbi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion, he dispatches a group of Sahaba to a certain uh, tribe that was living at that time, and as they go to them amongst the enemies, one person stood up, and he said, Oh Muslims, do not kill me, I am a Muslim. And he recited the kalima. That do not kill me, I am a Muslim. And the man recited the kalima. Sahaba began to debate amongst themselves, Is this man really a Muslim? Or is he articulating the words of the kalima just in order to defend himself? So one Sahabi said that, no, no, this man is reciting the kalima with ulterior motives. He stepped forward, he hit the man, he beheaded the man, he killed the man. He thought he did an act of nobility. He returns to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and he narrates what had happened. Nabi salam became extremely perturbed and disturbed. And subsequently Allah revealed the verse of Quran that... If a man submits to you and he makes peace an option, what gives you the right to kill another man? If that, when it comes to your enemy, in relation to nikah, there will be a nikah that will be taking place. So I just thought we tie up the discussion. You know, it's normally that part of the year where there are many, you know, nikahs that take place. And I think certain things need to be said. Uh, you know, the turbulence that happens. This is intrinsic. You know, to most people today, you know, people are faced with challenges, you know, in their marriages. You know, like one brother mentioned the other day, he said that, you know what, I got married to my wife because of her looks, but not the looks that she gives me today. I got married to my wife for her looks, but not the looks that she's giving me today. 
what is the object of marriage you know always uh, like to give these analogies you know you look at marriage and then you look at aviation you know somebody who's a frequent flyer you can relate and you can resonate with what i'm saying you know sometimes you're flying and there's turbulence in the sky so the the pilot will make an announcement you know tie you know fasten your seat belts uh, you know fold up your tray table etc you know there's no eating no walk in the aisles you'll close the lavatories etc why these turbulence my brothers in your marriage there would be turbulence there would be ups and downs in your marriage and let us not uh, you know run away from the fact that the Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam there was misunderstandings between him and his honorable wives Nabi Ali Salam himself had misunderstandings, but we need to be man enough to learn to apologize. You know, apologize, you made a mistake. Just walk, you know, I'm saying, my brother, make, accept, accept, admit, and move forward. Over trivial matters, we are throwing in the towel. What is the object of marriage? The Quran says, Wamin ayati. أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا Allah Ta'ala says, we created for you from amongst you spouses and wives and consorts. You know, sometimes, you know, one brother mentioned to me uh, some time back, he said that, you know what, I went to see like 25 girls, only to know that the wife, the woman that I'm going to get married to, is my neighbor living right next door. I mean, subhanallah. I mean, what Allah has in store, this is the system of Allah. And Allah Ta'ala says, Allah uses the word, you know, sukoon. Nowhere else in Quran. Allah Ta'ala says, you know, peace, comfort, you need to look for solace. When it comes to marriage, Allah Ta'ala uses all these three words. That in your marriage, you will be challenged. You will be tested. You'll be tested. Learn to forgive, learn to forget, learn to overlook. Learn to forgive, learn to forget, learn to overlook. I mean, this is what Islam teaches us. What is the object of marriage? That the husband must look at the wife, it must put an end to depression, and the wife must look at the husband, it must put an end to depression and not start depression. Must put an end to depression and not start depression. And therefore Allah wa ta'ala says that marriage should provide one of two things, mawaddat and rahma, love and mercy, love and mercy. Now the scholars of Tafsir have written that Qila al-Mawaddal al-Shab wa Rahma lil-Ajuz that love generally translates itself in the inception of the marriage and mercy generally manifests itself in the latter stage of the marriage. Love generally translates itself in the inception of the marriage and mercy manifests itself in the latter stage of the marriage to show love, to express love. The Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what an amazing human being he was. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yuqabbilu ihda nisa'ihi wa huwa sa'imun wa huwa yadhaq aw kama qal she said that the Nabi of Allah in the state of fasting my brother I always say this 
show your wife that love in front of your children don't lust your wife in front of your children show them that love in front i always say this the best thing you can do for your children my brother is love their mother love their mother and my sisters that are listening the best thing that you can do for your children is love their father love their father how often don't do we do this you know praise praise the husband praise the man you know it's all about adopting that balance you know in that marriage you know we have to like i said there's the turbulence there will be a turbulence but we need to get through uh, the turbulence and eventually it will be smooth sailing there will be ups and downs you come from different backgrounds no two individuals are zero defect no two individuals are zero defect we need to know i read an article not too long ago they say that 90% of marriages break up not because of differences of opinion but because of body movements you know it's how you now man you know you like this and your mother is like that and your father is like that just calm down it's natural for you to become angry like imam shafi'i had said if you are provoked into a situation and you do not get angry there's something wrong with you he said then you're like an animal i mean a donkey you give it one slap it will you give it 10 slaps it will not respond it will not react to you so what did he say to become angry within reason within reason just the other day i was i received a call and i can tell you my brothers i am inundated you know when it comes to these issues of talaq i mentioned it the other day after fajr as well ibn mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu one day somebody comes to him and he said i given my wife 100 talaqs what is the ruling he becomes so upset he said your people go on giving the wife talaq after talaq and then you are running to the scholar that are him looking for a way out of the situation he said my brother let me tell you the three that you are given will take place the other 97 allah will deal with you in akhirah allah will deal with you in akhirah it's a very sensitive understand it's somebody's daughter it's a very uh, emotional thing you come from different learn to embrace one another hunna libasul lakum wa antum libasul lahum allah uses the word libas which is commonly translated as clothing what is clothing used for to cover the body to cover the aura to beautify i mean speak about the good of each other the famous incident that i mentioned many a time sayyidina umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu You know when he wanted to get married he had multiple spouses in his life and one day he comes to Ali bin Abi Talib and he proposes to the daughter of Ali bin Abi Talib and Ali bin Abi Talib says that you know what I had somebody else in mind for my daughter and he asked Omar what's the motivating factor why would you like to get married to my daughter he said Ali what can I tell you If I get married to your daughter your daughter is in the bloodline of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are you ask a young man what's your intention you know why are you getting married i mean for what i'm getting married you know, what intention are you talking about what did the nabi of allah say you get married to protect your chastity you get married to protect your morality i always say this if you not look after your gaze wallahi 100 women will make no difference to your life 
100 women will make no difference to your life. When Allah created Nabi Adam salam, Ibn Jawzi has recorded this. When Allah created Nabi Adam salam, Adam salam was lowly in Jannah. And he began walking around aimlessly in Jannah. Imagine the pinnacle of happiness. And Adam salam is bored in Jannah. Adam salam went to sleep in Jannah. When he went to sleep in Jannah, Allah created from the left rib of Adam salam, our mother Bibi Hawa. And Hawa just for the record means she was created from something that was living. So Adam salam, when he gets up from his deep sleep, fatigued, tired and exhausted, he finds Bibi Hawa on the side. So the natural instinct of man was triggered and activated within Adam salam, and Masayyadu Yadahu Ilayha. He stretches his hands over Bibi Hawa. And like they say in English, you can never separate a man from a woman. You can never separate a man from a woman. Why? They say the word woman has man in it. The word female has male in it. The word she has he in it. The word Mrs. has Mr. in it. And the best part of all is, Madam has Adam in it. You can never separate a man from a woman. So Adam salam, the pinnacle of happiness. My brothers, we don't live on an island. You need somebody to give you company. Often it, you know, it's, uh, you know, it saddens me. You know, you find elderly gentlemen, the wife passes away, and then the children put pressure on the father. Listen, dad, you mustn't get married. Listen, you're being disloyal to our late mom. Or on the other hand, you know, the, the mother, father passes away and the children say, Mom, you know, there's a good proposal for her to get married. You know, like one brother mentioned, he said that, you know, Malana, my, you know, my father-in-law passed away. So I said, what's the problem? Now my father is proposing to my mother-in-law. So I said, so what? So what? I mean, there's nothing wrong if there's an ideal proposal. When your father and your mother is sitting in the dead of night and you are sitting with your family. I've seen elderly people, my brothers, my heart cries. Elderly women sitting all alone, all alone in the dead of night. Where are your children? Elderly gentlemen sitting all alone. I mean, there's nobody there to give him that comfort. What I'm saying, my brothers, in your marriage, there would be challenges. Like, you know, sometimes these analogies... Like, uh, you know, one brother says that, you know what, I, I thought I'm a, on a good wicket. And suddenly, uh, you know, like this brother said, he said that what used to intrigue my wife in the inception of the marriage, today I am very guarded. That which made a smile yesterday makes a frown today. Makes a frown today. Like a batsman, you know, a person who's a cricketer. You know, you think you, you got your eye in and, you know, you scored in a century. And then the bowler comes with a googly. And there's a googly, you know, he throws in a googly. And then you know what happens? What I'm saying, my brothers, that's marriage. There will be ups and downs. Like I mentioned two weeks ago, the right of talaq has been given to the man and not the wife. Why? If the right was given to the wife, I doubt there will be one married man alive today. That's the reality. That's the reality. Allah has created a man. Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. You know when he got married, and really this is an institution, Allah Ta'ala, in Qur'an, when he speaks about marriage, he said that this is the practice of all the Anbiya. This is the practice of the Anbiya.
to get married, to get married. It's such a wonderful institution. Allah in various places in Quran, here again the Quran teaches us when there is a dispute between husband and wife, how do we resolve the disputes? The Quran says, the second option is bring an outside person. Let husband and wife resolve the disputes internally between themselves. Let husband and wife resolve the disputes internally between themselves. If they cannot reconcile, bring an outside arbitrator to mediate the situation and to, to, you know, to mend the marriage and to make the marriage work. And this is what Sharia teaches us. This is what the Nabi of Allah, there are multitudes of examples. You know, so that example, that, that incident I was making mention of, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, you know, so his wife used to, like I said, he gets married to the daughter of Ali bin Abi Talib. What was the age gap between Umar and his wife? It was 40 years. 40 years age gap. And they had differences, my brothers. I'm not saying it's not going, it happened to the best of the best. It happens to the best of the best. But there's a time when there's an issue. We know how to, you know, tell the wife something. Be diplomatic in your approach. You know, tell the husband something. Be kind, be courteous. There's an amazing narrative that is recorded in Muslim Sharif. And this incident can be found in many books of Ahadith. Listen to this. Abu Talha al-Ansari, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was sitting at home and Allah blessed him with a little child. Allah blessed him with a child. And as the child grows up, this child becomes extremely ill. And he leaves home, you know, he has to earn and provide. So one day when he leaves in the morning, the child becomes terminally ill. And she calls her neighbors. Her name was Umm Sulaim. Listen to this. The wife of Abu Talha al-Ansari. Her name was Umm Sulaim. So she calls the neighbors. And as the neighbors enter, this little baby passes away. The child passes away. Abu Talha is gone out. We are speaking about the best of the best. So she herself, Umm Sulaim, look at the maturity of this woman. It's a sensitive moment. She loses a child. The husband is gone out. What does she tell her neighbors? That you know what? La tuhaddithu Abu Talha. When my husband Abu Talha returns, don't tell him that his child has passed away. I will break the news to him. I will break the news to him. With her own hands, she gives her little baby ghusl. She wraps him in his coffin. And she tells the neighbors that bury my little child. Bury my little child. In the evening, Abu Talha Lansari enters. This is a woman. What does she do? She knows the husband is coming back. She prepares the meal. A woman who has lost a child, she prepares the meal for the husband. The husband knocks on the door. She opens the door. She smiles in the face of her husband. Who said that a woman cannot smile? But Allah forbid, today she's smiling at the wrong man. The man is smiling at the wrong woman. As Abu Talha enters, the first thing, you know, I always say this, you know, when I, you know, you travel a lot and you got a little baby, you know, as you enter the home, before your child greets you, it greets your bags, that dad, what did you bring back for me? What did you bring for me? So, you know, the after the child will greet you and embrace you. Kids are kids. So Abu Talha al-Ansari was attached to this little child. He looked at his wife 
And he said, they tell me, how is my little baby doing? How is my little child doing? A woman of maturity, integrity. What did she say? My word. I'm lost to words. How do you translate this into English? The closest translation the scholars have given. She said, Umm Sulaim tells her husband Abu Talha, your son is in more peace than what he was. Yes, she uses a word of ambiguity. She's not speaking a lie. Your son is in more peace than what he was. Abu Talha brought smile on his face. He interpreted that to mean that my son has recovered and perhaps he's playing with the neighbor's kids. So she calls the husband one side. She said, sit down. She presents the platter of food. Presents the platter of food. And then naturally a relationship takes place between husband and wife. Open the riwayat of, of Muslim. And in various other hadith kitabs, the narration can be found. Relationship takes place between husband and wife. And then if you paraphrase the words of Umm Sulaim, in the dead of night, whilst Abu Talha was fast asleep, his needs were taken care of, his stomach was filled, his, his, uh, you know, everything was taken care of, she nudges her husband. If we paraphrase the words of the hadith, Abu Talha opens his eyes in the dead of night. Umm Sulaim, what is the matter? She said, oh my husband, I want to ask you a question. What is the question in the dead of night? Subhanallah. But tell me, لو أن قوما أعروا عريتهم. What I'm saying, my brother, there is a time and a place you want to say something. If the man is upset, don't, don't discuss it with him. He just returned from a stressful day. I mean, the wife is upset. Let her calm down. Let her calm down. And then you discuss it. So she tells him, that tell me, oh my husband, if somebody had to loan you a item for a period of time, and if that period of time expires, if the owner of the item asks for the item back, will you have any reluctancy in returning that item? So Abu Talha says, in the dead of night, I just returned, you told me my son has recovered, he's doing well, and now you're asking me this, what's the reason behind this? That if somebody, she said, oh my husband, I am asking you a question, if somebody loans you an item for a period of time, and that period of time expires, will you have any reluctancy to return the item? He said, of course not, but why are you asking me this? She looks at him, and she smiles, and she said, Allah. Hope for reward by the Almighty Allah. Our son was a gift from Allah. On the appointed time, Allah has taken the son back. Allah has taken the son back. Abu Talha becomes emotional. He said, why didn't you tell me? We had a wonderful meal. We shared the bed together. In this late hour of the night, you are telling me my son passed away. She said, Umm Sulaim, Said Abu Talha, go to the Nabi of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How often, my brothers, I know I've dealt with situations. Molana, I've got this issue. Tell your husband to speak. No, the husband says, you speak to Molana, I'll give you talaq. Why? I don't want to embarrass myself. Every person is worried about his reputation. No person is worried about his character. Like they say, 
Reputation will get you married. Character will keep you in that nikah. Reputation will get you the job. Character will keep you in the job. Reputation will get you married. You know they speak about, you know, oxymorons in English. You know, opposites. You know, tall, short, fat, tall, thin, fat, whatever it is. They said that the best oxymoron you would find in the English dictionary is happily married. Happily married. So nonetheless, Abu Talha becomes emotional. He runs to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi alayhi salam said, Abu Talha, what's the problem? He said, I want to be of Allah. I went out. My son passed away. Nabi alayhi salam said, come down, Abu Talha. Come down. One question I need to ask you. The relationship take place between you and your wife last night. He said, yes, of course, O Nabi of Allah. Nabi alayhi salam said, Barakallahu fi laylatikuma. I make dua, Allah bless you, Abu Talha, with another child will become the coolness of your eyes. The narrator of the hadith, Uyayna ibn Hassan, he says, I had seen the child that passed away and the child that was born out of this marriage become the father of nine sons. Every one of them had, had memorized the entire Quran. What I'm saying, my brothers, there is a way. You want to break the news, you want to tell the wife something, you're upset with her, there is a way of saying it. Like I mentioned in the beginning, they say 90% of marriages break up because of body language. Because of body language. Nabi Ali Salam is on his Hajjatul Wada, standing on Arafah. What did he say, O oh people, fear Allah with regards to the treatment of your wives? You have taken them into your possession through this contract of nikah. Be careful as to how you deal with them. Be careful as to how you deal with them. Like one young boy asked his mom, how will I know that she is the right wife? So the mother tells the son, become the ideal husband and Allah will give you the right wife. Become the ideal, that lovable husband, show love, show affection. We do it in the inception of the marriage. But you find a man, you know, who's married for 30 years, and he still displays love and affection to his wife. My brothers, I salute you, I honor you, but it's a two-way thing. Leave the stress of the day outside. Leave the stress of the day outside. You enter your home, give your wife that undivided attention. Give your wife their undivided attention. My sisters, give your husbands their undivided attention. You know, there is a medical uh, you know, problem that we find in the Muslim community. They speak about OCD. OCD, we've heard about this. These are medical connotations, physical expressions, whatever it is. And it's a major problem. Mental health in the Muslim community is a major problem. It's a major problem. My sisters that are listening, open your ears. When your husband returns home, your husband returns home, welcome him with a broad smile, dress in the most seductive way. Your husband leaves in the morning, you've got disheveled hair, wearing that abaya or that sami, whatever it is. He comes back in the evening, you're disheveled. Naturally, he's going to look elsewhere. He's going to look elsewhere. Adorn yourself, like you always say on occasions of nikah, you know, like one brother said, so, so uh, somebody asked him, are you married? He says, no, no, I'm newly single. I'm newly single. 
there are many people who are living in a in a in a home with a roof above them but there's absolutely nothing there's nothing happening my brothers you can have wealth you can have affluence you can have everything going for you but if there's no love in your home there's no compassion in your home wallahi the object of that marriage the fundamental object of that marriage is defeated no niagara falls no victoria falls would give you the comfort that you will get in your own home if your own home is not giving you that comfort like i said you will get this in no destination of the world like i always say i'll just end on this you know on occasions of nikah they say you get two types of couples today and it's a reality you get the newly wed and then you get the nearly dead you get the newly wed and you get the nearly dead and this is what marriage is about to keep the marriage going the newly wed i mean when you enter the home you know the wife should adorn herself in the most seductive way candlelight dinner yeah you know and i see this new phenomena you know a brother called me two weeks back and he said that monana can you perform my nikah i said second nikah no no i got married 30 years ago but we need to renew our marriage vows i said my brother you should do that every day from inception why after 30 years show every day of your marriage show each other that love show that compassion that muhabba we make dua to the almighty allah allah taala put barakah in this marriage that will take place allah taala unite the hearts of the couple allah taala unite you know both these families and those that are not married allah bless you with you know with good marriageable spouses and those of us that are married allah bless our families allah bless our children and like i said my brothers i always say this on occasions of nikah this is somebody else's daughter take good care of her take good care of her this is somebody else's son show good care I, you know i always find after marriages you know the husband comes and he said that bona you know that i got married but i'm finding it difficult to call my father in law daddy can i just call him uncle i'm finding it difficult to call my mother in law mummy can i just call her auntie or something like you show respect to your dad respect your father in law like you show respect to your mom my sister show respect to your mother in law it's a joyous occasion it's a happy occasion the greatest obligation you owe is to your is to your husband my brother that is getting married do not forget your parents do not forget your parents how many parents i know of crying tears of blood my son before he got married he was a wonderful boy the day he got married i rarely hear from him when i now speak to him as parents we are still here i always say this understand it in the context in which i am saying do not compromise the relationship with your parents you have your wife show her that love show her that compassion give her that undivided attention give her that undivided attention likewise don't abandon your parents show them that love till the day you meet your creator wallahi you have an obligation to your wife you have an obligation towards your parents much more could be said we make dua allah taala grant us the tawfiq that we imbibe we infuse and we internalize these amazing advices of quran and sunnah wa ma alaina illa